What is up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow me on my main platform, being Twitter at Deep Dive FF or on Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Also, if you are looking for more Dynasty content from me, join me and the Rewind team at Dynasty Rewind on YouTube and wherever you enjoy your podcasts where we dive deep into all things Dynasty Fantasy Football. With that being said, let's get to the content. What's up, divers? Welcome into another episode of Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Today, we are going to be going over the Las Vegas Raiders. However, we are going to also talk about an adjustment that I made to the Tennessee Titans first, and that adjustment is obviously because of the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. A little bit sad, a little bit cool, a little bit sad, though, because it's causing, you know, two guys that I really liked at value to be absolutely tanked now. Not absolutely tanked, but one of them completely off my radar, of course, now, and Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks is going to get knocked down a little bit. Let's talk about it. But first, how does DeAndre Hopkins affect Ryan Tannehill? Well, I have Ryan Tannehill's yards per completion going up by 0.4, so 11.5 to 11.9. I have his touchdown rate increasing from 4 to 4.5. I have his yardage now at 4,146 yards, 23 touchdowns. He is now quarterback 18 for me. He was quarterback 22. So the addition of DeAndre Hopkins moved him up four spots in my quarterback rankings. Traylon Burks. Now he's going to be seeing number two coverage. So his efficiency is going to spike for sure with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, which can somewhat mitigate the effects of the targets that will be lost. And I have Traylon Burks' target share going from 24% to 21%. Now, let's remember as a rookie, he had an 18% target share. So his target share is still growing from his rookie season. It's just not going to grow too much because of, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the better wide receivers in the game, being added to the team. His yards per reception are going to go up from 12 to 13.1. Like I said, he's just getting easier coverage. It's never going to get doubled with DeAndre on the field. He's got 109 targets now, 72 receptions, 944 yards, so under 1,000 still, five touchdowns, he dropped about seven spots for me. He's wide receiver 35 now. So that's where I've got Burks. Basically, you're like last wide receiver three. But obviously, we recognize if DeAndre Hopkins gets hurt or if he hits his drop off at this in this year instead of next, then obviously Burks will be a very good pick. And then Kyle Phillips, I have his target share dropping from 19% to 16%, his yards per reception going up slightly from 10.9 to 11.1, his touchdowns going from 4 to 3, and he dropped to wide receiver 64 for me, so Kyle Phillips is no longer really a deep sleeper anymore. If you're in a super, super deep league, then yeah, sure, I'll still take him, but he's not really much of a deep sleeper at this point. And then Chigo Conquo, his target share, also this really tanked him for me, 18% of the targets now down to 15%. Yards per reception up a little bit by 0.3. I've got him at 78 targets, 51 receptions, 700 yards, five touchdowns. He dropped to tight end 14. And then after a couple more teams that I've projected since then, he's actually in more like tight end 15, 16 right now. So I I mean, I like him because of the talent. It's a bet on talent. If you're drafting him, it's definitely not a bet on situation or target availability. 
And then Derrick Henry, I moved his yards per carry from 4.2 to 4.4. He moved up one spot above J.K. Dobbins because of that. So now Derrick Henry is my RB14, still lower on him than most, and will not have him on any of my teams. Now let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins himself. I'm giving him 27% of the targets, just a step down from what he has been doing um, lately in Arizona. He's a late addition to the team. He's older. He's not as good. He's got decent surrounding weapons, so I don't expect him to just get like a 31% target share like normal, 30% target share like normal. I'm giving him a 68% catch rate, 11.9 yards per reception. That's 8.1 yards per target, up from 7.5 yards per target last year. The two years before that, DeAndre Hopkins had 8.8 and 8.9. So, you know, that was when he was a lot younger, so I'm not bringing him there. But I do think this is a much better situation than what he had last year with the combination of Kyler Murray and the backup quarterbacks that they were throwing out there. His name escapes me at the moment. I think it's like Colt McCoy. Is it Colt McCoy? And so, you know, the situation, the quarterback situation, the offensive line being shot, it just wasn't great for, for Hopkins. But now he's got Traylon Burks there. He's got Oconquo there. Dan Hill's not terrible. It's a pretty decent situation. So I do think that he's not going to get as much of the targets, but he will be more efficient and be better. I'm giving him eight of the 23 touchdowns on the team. That is a large chunk. That is a large percentage, but that's pretty much what he has always done in his career. Going Even going back to Houston, 140 targets, 95 receptions, 1,136 yards, eight touchdowns for me for DeAndre Hopkins. That's 15.1 points per game right now. He is my wide receiver, 14 behind Jerry Judy, just ahead of DK Metcalf and it's looking like my top like 12 is locked in so Jerry Judy probably is going to stay there at wide receiver 13 the only person I have yet to project because I I did do digs now I'm going to record that podcast right after this one I just did the bills um the only wide receiver that might jump that I have yet to project is Chris Olave and outside of that I mean that's that's it so Jerry Judy's either my wide receiver 13 or 14 and then Hopkins is my 14 or 15 depending on where Olave ends up now with that said that is the adjustment to the Titans now we're going to get into the team that is actually the focus of this podcast and that's the Raiders luckily not too many crazy changes offensive line is the same coaching is the same defense they lost a defensive end in Tyree or sorry they added defensive end Tyree Wilson seventh overall and they added defensive tackle Byron Young in the third round. So a couple small additions on the defense. And then not small as in Tyree Wilson is, you know, non-significant. I just mean two two little, little additions. And I don't know why I said little. Two additions. And then skill positions. They lost tight end Darren Waller. Big, huge loss. But they did draft tight end Michael Mayer in the second round. Also, they added O.J. Howard. But... You know, I'm not expecting much from that. And they asked, they added another tight end, which I'm also not expecting much from. I think it was Austin Hooper, but not 100%. Lost quarterback Derek Carr, added quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo on a $72 million three-year deal. They added quarterback Jarrett Stidham, or, or re-signed him for a two-year $10 million. Then they added wide receiver Jacoby Myers for three-year... million and they add a wide receiver Trey Tucker in the third round basically this is all you need to know about the changes to the Raiders they lost Darren Waller they added Jacoby Myers and they swapped out Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo everything else is pretty much irrelevant 
In 2022, they had 1,014 plays, 40 touchdowns. They passed the ball 58% of the time, ran the ball 42% of the time. I know you guys are probably like, well, duh. If they pass the ball 58%, it's 42. Well, some people aren't the best at math, so I'm always going to say the other number too. So 42% of the time they ran. They had 28 passing touchdowns and 12 rushing touchdowns. This offense, straight up, is going to be worse. It's probably going to be worse. Jimmy Garoppolo is already hurt, and his health has already been questioned going into the season. Jarrett Stidham's not a great backup. People talk bad about Derek Carr, but he's actually not been terrible. Over the last five years, he has been above the NFL average as a passer with NFL average weapons at best. Over the last five years, what have the Raiders' weapons been? Not that great, and Derek Carr has been just above NFL average those five years. Last year was his first time in the last five years that he was under the NFL average, and it was just barely. And even then, he had a 4.8% touchdown rate, which is above the NFL average. Now Darren Waller's gone. Devontae Adams is one year older, which, by the way, this is Devontae Adams' year 31 season. So the drop-off is 32, 31 going into 32. Now he's recently, or he's going to be 31 this season. He's not yet. So we're good. I think we're safe this year, especially seeing that his play didn't drop off in any way last year. So we're good for now. But it's very possible the drop-off year is next year for Devontae Adams. Keep that in mind. He might be a one-year rental at this point in Dynasty. Jacobs had perfect health last year, and that's probably not going to repeat. It never has. That was the first year that's ever happened. So you've got Waller gone, Adams getting older, maybe regressing a little bit, getting ready for the drop-off. Jacobs is not going to be as great as he was last year. Also, he got so many touches that running backs always regress when they get that many touches in terms of efficiency. And I think they downgraded that quarterback. I like Derek Carr more than I like Jimmy Garoppolo. So you bet this offense is going to be worse this year. I'm projecting the same rates, the 58% pass, 42% run, but with 990 plays instead of 1,014 and 35 touchdowns instead of 40. Now, that's 574 passes, 406 runs out of the 574 passes for Jimmy Garoppolo break it down because of the insane run game when you look at his efficiency you're going to say oh my goodness Brandon how are you going to take Derek Carr over Jimmy Garoppolo look at Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers this man is so efficient this man is so good this man's touchdown rate is through the roof his yards per attempt are amazing let me tell you something it's because of the insane run game in San Francisco you look at any numbers from any quarterback that has played in that system, they're ridiculous. He had an amazing run game to set up the pass game, and he was seldom asked to pass at all. And when you don't pass a lot, and you see this a lot, in, in offenses that are heavy, heavy, heavy run, a lot of times those quarterbacks have high touchdown rates, even when they're not the best quarterbacks. And that's because... They're not asked to pass much. And then when they get in the red zone and they do throw a touchdown, it's like, oh, wow. That was, you know, you only threw five balls on that on that drive because we're just running it down their throat. But then you happen to be the one to get the touchdown in the red zone. So it's going to make your touchdown rate pretty nice. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo has had. That's not what he's going to have with the Raiders. He's had a 5.2% touchdown rate average. I'm expecting much less than that. I'm projecting 4.5%. I'm giving him a similar completion percentage, but less yards per completion because because of the run game, not 
being nearly as big of a threat, they're going to be able to play this pass game in Oakland or in New. Oh my goodness, Las Vegas better than they did in San Francisco because they're not worried about the run. So, and his also his players are not nearly as good after the catches they were in in San Francisco. So you don't got Debo, you don't got Ayuk, you don't got Kittle, you don't got McCaffrey. Jacobs is great. He's not McCaffrey. Devontae Adams is really good, but he's not as good after the catch as guys like Debo and Kittle. And Waller's gone. Waller could have been your Kittle comp, but Waller's gone in terms of as a receiver. So I'm giving Jimmy Garoppolo a 66% completion rate, 11.2 yards per completion. That is 7.4 yards per attempt. He has an extremely minimal rushing line, 25 carries, 50 yards, one touchdown. 574 total pass attempts for Jimmy. 379 uh, uh, completions, 4,243 yards. I'm definitely taking the under on his yardage, even though that's much higher than what it is because he's probably not going to play the whole season. Oh, wait, we can't take the under because underdogs too afraid to put a line out. That is all you need to know about this offense. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a line because they're worried. They're like, oh my, I don't, I can't, I can't put a line out on this guy. He might not even play. Red flag, red flag, red flag. So anyways, then I have him at 26 touchdowns with that touchdown that we talked about of 4.5. It's 16.7 points per game. He is my quarterback 24 to 26. And I'm just going to give you a big no thanks. Now let's talk about Devontae Adams. He had 31% of the targets last year. He's been in the 30 to 32 range in terms of targets for the last four years. That continues at 30% this year in my projection. I'm giving him a 60% catch rate up from 55 last year. He had 14 or he had 15.2 yards per reception. I'm bringing that down a little bit to 14 because Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not going to push it downfield as often as Carr. Even though everyone likes to say, oh, Derek Carr, ugh. He's been so bad throwing the ball downfield. He's so garbage. He's so scared to throw the ball downfield. Well, I'll tell you a little bit of something. Derek Carr was top five in deep ball pass attempts last year. Top five in terms of like how many times he threw the ball deep. Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely not that. And because of that, which by the way, remember that Carr stat when we get when we get to the Saints, because that's a nice little thing for Chris Olave, because Chris Olave is very good down the field. But when when Carr, side note, when Carr has somebody to throw the ball deep to, he throws the ball deep. But when he doesn't have somebody that's really good down the field, he doesn't throw the ball deep because he likes to minimize his risk. That's the type of quarterback he is. But getting back to Jimmy, Jimmy's not going to throw it nearly as far down the field. He's going to throw easier, closer to the line of scrimmage balls to Devontae Adams. His yards per reception are going to come down. His completion or catch rate is going to go up. And Adams has had about a 40% share of the touchdowns on his teams in the last three years. Last year, he had 14 out of 28 receiving touchdowns on the team. So that was 50%. I'm projecting 42% of this this year's receiving touchdowns. I have them... I have Jimmy throwing for 26, or the quarterbacks throwing for 26. Obviously, it would change a little bit if it's a different quarterback, but 26 passing touchdowns to go out, and Devontae Adams has have is having 11 pulled in. It's 172 targets for Devontae, 103 receptions, 1,446 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That is 18.4 points per game. He is my wide receiver, 8. So... Actually, wait, let me double check that. 
because it was dependent on Diggs, whether he was wide receiver seven or eight, but I've actually done Stephon Diggs now, so I can actually check and tell you. All right, Diggs did slide just above Devontae Adams. So Devontae Adams is going to be my wide receiver eight this year, um, and that's obviously full PPR, like always. He's a decent value where he's going, but I'm just going to be taking Garrett Wilson, who I have ranked above him and goes about the same spot, maybe sometimes a little bit later. So I'm, I'm going to be taking Garrett Wilson every time. So I'm not going to have Devontae Adams shares because of that. He is a good win now target for you. But like I said, he's 31 during this season, aka next year is his age 32 drop off. So I view him with one last elite year. Then we've got Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs had 11% of the targets last year. Now, Darren Waller being gone may increase it slightly. Plus, with no long-term deal at the moment. We're assuming Jacobs plays, obviously. Otherwise, this offense is really going to be in the tank. If if Jacobs doesn't play and Jimmy Garoppolo is what Jimmy Garoppolo always is, which plays half the season and then gets hurt, and Devontae Adams is getting close to a drop-off, this team might have the first overall pick, especially with the division they are. And they're going to get crushed in that division if Jacobs is gone. Jacobs is the lifeline of this team right now. So... If he decides to sit out, I don't think he will. But if he does, then you can throw this whole projection in the trash. However, I'm projecting him to play. I think he's just going to take it to the last second. I think the same thing is going to be the case with Barkley. Now, I'm giving him 12% of the targets. And what I was getting to earlier, what I was trying to allude to before I got sidetracked, is that with no long-term deal at the moment, they might abuse him on the franchise tag. They may say, ah... You know, we see the direction our team is going. We're not in any position to win soon. We don't really want to put all this money into quarterback. We'd rather start building an O-line to get ready for like a rookie quarterback or whatever. And so they might not be thinking that they're going to sign Jacobs because they know what he's asking for. They didn't want to give it to him this year, so why would they give it to him next year? So if they're just franchising him this year and then cutting him loose as a free agent next year, he's going to get ran into the ground. He's going to take everything. And for that reason, I have him at 12% of the targets, but a very high carry amount. We will get to it. I'm giving him the same efficiency as a receiver as he's had the last two years, which were almost the exact same, an 83% catch rate, 70 yards per reception. And he had 20 carries per game last year. They have made no investment in significant backups at all he's likely going to get a very similar workload. He's going to lose efficiency. You better bet that. Last year was his best year of his career, 4.9 yards per carry. The amount of carries, 340 on a guy his size will show its effects this year. I guarantee you that. I am projecting 4.5 yards per carry for him. Every time somebody has over 300 carries, almost every single time without fail, they get much worse the next year in terms of efficiency. So I see that happening to Jacobs. I'm giving him the same, almost the exact same amount of carries, actually. He had all 12 of the rushing touchdowns to the running backs last year. This year, I'm projecting eight rushing touchdowns to the running backs. So you can give all of it to Jacobs. It's 340 carries, 1,530 yards, eight touchdowns on the ground, 69 targets, 57 receptions, 400 receiving yards, 17.5 points per game. He is my running back six. So even with all that, projecting full health, projecting him to play, projecting him to, to get this massive workload, the efficiency drop will knock him down a little bit, but mainly the biggest thing is going to be the offense scoring less touchdowns is going to give him less opportunities for touchdowns, and I think that's going to be the thing that bites him in the butt in the end, and it's going to put him 
outside the top five running backs for me. He's RB6. So obviously, I'm not really going to have much Jacobs shares. I do like him where he's going. Like, I'll take the RB6 at the top of the second round. I don't mind that at all. However, there's somebody that I have ranked above him that I can get later. So I know I'm just going to pivot to that every time. Lastly, we have Jacoby Myers. We'll just run through him really quickly. With Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro missing half the season, the best wide receiver didn't even get 100 targets after Adams. So I should just say the second best wide receiver. Devontae Adams obviously had like a ridiculous like 170-something targets or 180-something targets. Well, Darren Waller missed half the season. Hunter Renfro missed half the season. And the second best wide receiver didn't even have 100 targets. So why do I care about the investment, honestly? He's not he's not even getting paid a lot. He signed a three-year deal for $11 million average per year. So yes, I'm going to give Jacoby Myers the nod as the next best guy above Hunter Renfro with an 18% target share and similar efficiency because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo and Mac Jones are that different and I think he'll be used similarly. So I'm looking at the year that Jacoby Myers was with McDaniels and Mac Jones. So 2020, not 2000, or wait, 2021, not 2022. So when we look at 2021, when he had Mac Jones, who I don't think is far off from Garoppolo, and he had the now head coach of the Raiders in McDaniels, he had 10.4 yards per reception and a 66% catch rate. That's way better than last year's 12, sorry, Oh, he was way better last year. He had 12 yards per reception, 70% catch rate. So, oddly enough, despite the Patriots just being absolutely horrible last year and their offense being trash compared to when they had McDaniels, Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones are a lot better. I don't know if they just developed chemistry or what, but I'm going to kind of bring him back kind of in the middle between what he had with McDaniels and Mac in the first year and then what he had with... Mac and that offense last year. I'm projecting a 10.8 yards per reception, 70% catch rate. For Jacoby Myers, he's going to have 103 targets. Look, see, I'm I'm so nice. I even gave him above 100 targets. 103 targets, 72 receptions, 781 yards, and five touchdowns. That's 10.6 points per game. He's wide receiver 47 to wide receiver 50 in that range. That's another big no thank you. There's a lot of other guys in this range that have way higher ceilings that I love to take. Jackson, Smith, and Jig, pretty much the rookies. Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers. Then you've even got a guy like Brandon Cooks, Darnell Mooney. I would take those all those guys over Jacoby Myers. With that said, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Drop a rating, drop a review. That's the Raiders for you. Next team is going to be the Bills, and the next team after that is going to be the Chiefs. I am leaving... Till the end, the Cardinals and the Saints, because I want Kyler Murray updates and I want Michael Thomas updates. So and Alvin Kamara updates. So I'm leaving the Cardinals and the Saints till the very, very end. Um, and I will be doing the Bills next and then the Chiefs. Till next time, peace.